Are you ready, amigo? See. Si. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the W2 Amigos podcast, where we talk about passive investing, real estate, and all the money moves you can make while working your W2 so you can establish your financial freedom. Here to talk about the W2 journeys, your host and amigos, Nick Coulter and Xavier Marin. Nick, what is up, man? How you doing? I am doing well. I am currently in the state of Chicago. A little cold, I'm not going to lie. Just peeking out my window. It's about 42 degrees outside with some wind and some rain. And I really wish I was back home in San Diego. But I'm out here for work. A good little work trip. and do some training with my team and stuff like that. Yeah, that's about it with me. What about you? So you're over in my neck of the woods, huh? Yeah, it's been weird. We're on the same time zone. I can say like, hey, we're recording at 7.30. And it's like, 7.30. It's not like 7.30 your time, 5.30 my time, or like 7.30 your time, 8.30 my time, because you know I'm on the East Coast, so it's great. I love it. Yeah, 42 is not that bad. What's really brutal is that wind. Like in Chicago, yeah. that wind will get you for sure. I think when I got off the plane, my phone said it felt like 25, because it was raining and windy. Oh, man. I can only imagine your face when you saw that. You're like, no, no. Yeah, dude. No. That, that, that Michael Scott meme. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. Yeah, that's how I felt, too. <laughs> What's going on with you? So I just got back from the Smoky Mountains. I went to go take a look at the cabins. So typically after we wrap up the peak season, I like to go out and check out to see like the condition of the cabins, check out the interior, exterior. Surprisingly enough, I got a call today from my cleaner. Well, I didn't pick up his call because I was recording another podcast. He texted me, call me ASAP, which is never good. And he called me. He's like, hey, just to let you know the fire department is on its way to one of your cabins. The uh, fireplace is not turning off. The timer's at zero and it's still going. And uh, we need to put it out like ASAP. I'm just like, I was literally there on Saturday and we had no issue with the fireplace. Like what the heck is going on? So thankfully the cabin did not burn down. The fire stayed within the fireplace. So we got some cosmetic issues we got to deal with, but it could have been a lot worse. Thankfully it wasn't, but very, uh, very eventful Monday, man. So it was working fine when you were there on Saturday? Yeah, it was. We had it on. Everything was fine. We turned it off. It was good. We had a guest check in on Saturday, checked out yesterday, didn't notify us of any issues with the fireplace. So it's just a very, very weird situation. Well, at least nothing burned down. So that's the good news. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would that would have sucked. Cool, man. So what are we talking about today? So today we're going to talk about a little bit about mentorships and some mastermind content. And I just want to kind of talk about how that all combines and how it can really build up your real estate knowledge. And, you know, we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago as you were looking to get into a mastermind, you know, what it looked like, what could it provide, all that type of stuff. So uh, really, we just wanted to deep dive into that for the listeners just to see and probably talk to some people about how it benefits you to go further with other people. So I think one of my favorite sayings out there is like, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And that definitely can apply here when you talk about mentorships and masterminds because you're doing it as a, as a collective unit instead of just a singular person. 100%. So where do you want to start first? Man, I like mentorships. And the reason I want to start mentorships is because it can apply to your W-2 job. Uh, and then it can also apply to your investing career. Um, and it's really interesting because there, a mentor should be someone, in my opinion, that's operating in a space that you want to get to. And well, I'll kind of like break it down W-2 style, just because that's where I have the most experience. I have had a mentor in my W-2 for the last 10 years straight. Different people, obviously, they transition in and out. And then I've also been a mentor to probably now north of 100 people, which has been something that I've really taken pride in my career. So really, that person should be operating either at a level that you want to get to or doing something that you want to start to involve yourself in. So I would encourage everyone at the W-2 side, look for someone who has a skill set that you do not have. For example, 
X may be the most detail-oriented guy in the world, whereas I could give a flying F about a lot of details. So when we talk about mentorship, if X is at a level eight position in my organization, and I'm really trying to understand it and really grow my ability to pay attention to the important details at these accelerated levels, really understand what that looks like, how does he divide his time to be able to do so, I might meet with X and ask him those questions and try to build that mentor-mentee relationship to try to discuss that stuff. But I'll kind of kick it off there and then pass it back over to you, X. Yeah, I think it's very similar. So I'll, I'll speak from a mentorship perspective from like a real estate side. So for me before, I think the idea of of following people on Instagram that I didn't know just seemed a little weird to me a couple of years ago. And then I started kind of getting out of that and started following like Brandon Turner, Investor Girl Britt, Felipe, David Green. And, you know, over time, I started learning a little bit more from those individuals. Started learning a lot from Felipe. That's how he became my mentor. So one time he posted on, on the video on Instagram, like, hey, I'm willing to do like open it up to mentorships, 20 bucks for 30 minutes. And I was like, I don't know, that sounds a little expensive. I don't want to do it. And I was like, okay, it's 20 bucks. Worst case scenario doesn't work out. I reached out to him. And the reason why is because I heard the things that he was working on and I knew where he was at and that's where I wanted to be. So same thing to you, right? You always want to look at from a perspective is like, hey, who is one or two steps ahead of you and how you want to get there? Those individuals are going to be a great resource. Sometimes we have it in our mind that we have to do things alone and then we got to figure things out by ourselves when that's truly not the case. Like our problems are not unique. From a real estate perspective, there's thousands of people are probably going through the same issues that you're going through. So by getting out there, networking, talking to people, getting yourself a mentor can definitely make or break kind of your investment journey. Yeah. And I'd like to add to that, you know, a lot of times I've found investing as a whole is not super complicated. So whether that's investing in stock holdings, whether that's investing in index fund holdings, whether that's investing in real estate, you know, the numbers are pretty simple and finding a good deal can happen to you whether you're new or not. But if you don't have a lot of experience, a lot of times you'll want to delay taking action or maybe come up with an excuse on why you can't do something. And what that mentor really is in that space is a challenger to you. Hey, stop operating in the skill set that you're in now because you have the knowledge to operate outside of that. And then they'll kind of push you in that direction and, and they'll give you that kind of confirmation that you're looking for. You know, I would tell you it was really nice knowing X that you had already house hacked successfully before I went and did it. Because I'm like, oh, okay, I know it can be done. It was really nice knowing that I did it in Southern California. And then now when I meet with any of my clients, I can walk them through the exact process that they need to go through uh, to make sure that they're successful. That's that kind of mentorship. It's like, it can be done. Don't talk yourself out of it. If you have a good process, talk yourself into it if you can. Yeah, I think really mentors also help with the mental barrier. So I remember back in Virginia before I purchased my primary residence, I was so fixated on getting a multifamily. I really wanted a duplex because I wanted to essentially house hack and I wanted to essentially almost pay my mortgage. And I remember sharing this with Felipe because all the properties I was looking for were not in great areas in Virginia. And Nick, you know, we've uh, we toured some of those <laughs> and weren't the best areas. And dude, we were in the ghetto. <laughs> in the ghetto. In the ghetto. <laughs> It was bad, man. It was uh, it was definitely rough. Yep. And I remember talking to Felipe about it. And he's like, why are you so fixated on multifamily? I'm like, dude, everyone's talking about it. I always hear bigger pockets. I'm seeing it in the forums. Like, having multifamily is so cool. He's like, why don't you just buy a big house and rent the rooms out? He's like, what does that math look like? And I was like, oh, dude, renting by the room? I was like, I don't know about I don't know if I want to. Like, I already have good roommates, you know, you and Evelyn. I'm like, I'm not sure if I want <laughs> to have, like, random strangers. I went ahead and pulled up my spreadsheet, did the numbers. And go behold, I was going to be making money like five or $600 a month by using that strategy. And it was all because 
my mentor during the time was like, hey, I know you're kind of so fixated on this particular method. Try this one instead because you're going to get to your overall goal. Now, maybe the path is going to be a little bit different. So that's what I needed to hear for me to truly be successful in acquiring that first property. Well, and it's funny, too, because it's like house hacking is not the like most glamorous in the world because you're like sharing a house with other people, but it's super easy to do. And probably the best advice, you may have not gone down that route unless you had that conversation with Felipe. And it was funny because you had that conversation with Felipe and because you bought that house, I went and bought Craig Curlop's book. And then butterfly effect, here we are, you know, however many years later, you have multiple properties, I have multiple properties, I'm on Craig's team, you've bought properties with Felipe, like, this shit's crazy, you know what I mean? And it all kind of starts from that one relationship, which I'm sure if Felipe still listens to the show, he's going to love that we just like kind of credited him with some of that stuff too, so. Oh, of course, between Felipe and I, we have, I think like a portfolio is probably worth a little bit over like maybe 1.2 million. And could you imagine if I did not want to pay 30 bucks or 20. Well, yeah, I think it was 20 bucks for that 30 minute coaching session. Yeah. Like that would have been crazy. So you're telling me that I would have missed out an opportunity to have three properties have worth $1.2 million just because I didn't want to do that. So you just never know when you take that route of asking for help or seeking mentorship, what you're going to end up getting, right? You can see a lot of value from folks. You've been able to see some partnerships. You can turn into friendships. Like there's a lot of things that can definitely come with it. So for those that are listening, right? If you feel like you're stuck either acquiring your first deal, second or third deal, um, take a look at who are the folks that are essentially doing what you're doing at a, a little bit larger scale. Reach out to them. What I've noticed, Nick, and I'm sure you have too, in this real estate community, people are so, so open and willing to get, like lend you a hand, help you out, share their advice. Like I have yet to come across someone like, hey, I want to pick your brain for a little bit. You have time to like kind of talk through X, Y, and Z. They're like, yeah, absolutely. Just set up some time. We'll go ahead and connect. But also at the same time, I want to make sure that I'm bringing them value as well. I just don't want to be taking a lot of that knowledge and a lot of that time. I want to be able to provide something to them. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so for listeners out there, mentorship is definitely a a great way to kind of help you out of that analysis paralysis and get yourself out of your own head. Yeah, and I'll kind of like add two things to that. Like I just did. So someone hit us up. So Omar, if you're listening, Omar just hit us up on the W2 Amigos podcast Instagram channel. We do respond. Omar was just looking for some advice, man. So I jumped on a 45 minute Zoom call with him on this past Sunday, kind of game plan what he should do, utilizing his VA loan, trying to get him into another house hack. And it was funny because he hit me up. He's like, hey, how much are you going to charge me? And I was like, nothing, (laughs) because it's more so like I want to provide value to the folks that are listening to the show. Um, So like, don't also feel bad reaching out to people. I would also add to that, you know, I want to take it back to the W2 a little bit because, you know, a lot of our listeners are still working there. If you're in a W2 right now, the best thing you can do for yourself to to continue your career advancement is to have a mentor in a specific area you want to move in. So I'll kind of use myself as an example. I want to, to develop some like hardcore actual continuous improvement skills. And then I also want to develop the ability to grow more into the remote workspace for like my long term, right? So my 2025 and out journey, I have a mentor in each space. And it's because I know I want to make the connections to the remote workspace, but I need to develop the hard skills to be able to get into that space and be successful. So I'm doing that now to lay my future. You guys should be doing the same thing, especially when you think about pay. Like if you're trying to make more money, developing these high level mentors is just going to allow you to have these connections later down the road for when promotions are up or raises are coming around. And can you imagine they leave a company for an elevated position? Because most times we leave to become a senior to a director, a director to a senior director, director to a vice president, whatever. Those folks now have more clout or more authority in other companies and you've already made that relationship. So if you are not actively right now in your W2 world, reaching out and having some sort of mentorship, you're falling behind the eight ball. And to X's earlier point, people want to do it, man. It makes them feel good. 
And when you make them a part of your journey, they're going to be more invested in your future successes uh, as time goes on. So please, if you're not doing that, do that immediately. And I would start meeting with somebody as early as next week if possible. Yeah, I think it gets to a point where some of those mentors are so invested in your development. So Nick, it's happened to us over the past couple of years where folks that we've considered mentors really close that have left our organization to work somewhere else, like they've hit us up. Like, hey, Nate, KX, come work over here. We'd love to have you. We know how you work and what you're doing. And it, it could be tempting, right? It's like, okay, you know, that, that could be a possibility. Ultimately, we didn't leave because we love what we're doing right now. But it's always great to have built that relationship and that rapport with someone that really knows you well. So that even if they end up leaving, they're not long, no longer like with you kind of in, the, in that work area they still want to work with you and they're still offering you jobs. And that's a really cool position to be in. So to your point, right? Start with one, identify someone that you would like to talk to and don't even tell them, Hey, can you be my mentor? Just strike up a conversation, have them walk them through their story of like how they got started in their journey and what they're working on as well. Cause you never know something that they're working on. You might be fairly familiar with. You can add some value there too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So now let's change topics a little bit. Let's bounce over to masterminds, an area that I am incredibly underexperienced and you are much more experienced. So I'm going to pass the basketball over to you. Good, sir. Oh, you know me and my basketball skills, man. So let's see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Kim Noah out here, dude. So just for like the listeners, I have to tell the story now, X, you've really opened oh, yourself no. up. Damn we it. go over to, it was 24 hour, right? And we're going to go do a little shooting the hoops before we warm up to do a lift. And if you guys don't know, Xavier is extremely strong. And I've been to the gym with him like three times before. And this dude is busting out like 265 on bench. And I'm at like 165. I'm like, fuck this guy. He is a freak of nature. He eats a pound of salmon a day at one time with green beans and, and lima beans. Crazy person. He goes to shoot a basketball and we're like warming up and he shoots it with both hands behind it like Joe Kim Noah does it. And I thought he was joking. So I was like, ha ha ha. So I like passed the ball back to him and he did it again. And then these two dudes came down and they're like, oh, guys, do you want to play two on two? And X looks at him and goes, no, we're done already. And we just leave the gym. He goes straight back into the weightlifting section, start lifting weights. So yeah, do not pick up X and I on your basketball team. We will not perform well. <laughs> you know, the, the weights have always been my safe space, uh, not the basketball court. Yeah, man. Um, I see why you're freakishly strong. All right. So tell us about how did you train your master mind, not just your master muscles? <laughs> well, I think kind of, you know, I was in a very unique position a couple of years back where, you know, I was in the process with, with my mentorship with Felipe and um, I got exposed to a mastermind opportunity. It's actually part of the David Green mastermind, which is, was a really cool mastermind that I was part of. And essentially what this was is, is maybe about maybe 30 or 40 of us that get together on the Monday night. And we talked about, you know, a lot about mindset, real estate, a lot of different topics to be able to present. But what was really cool about that mastermind is we talk about, hey, how do you find a mentor? How do you kind of build that community around you? Like a mastermind is that, right? You have so many resources to your disposal when you're in a mastermind. There's a lot of people doing a lot of different things related to what you're going after in real estate. They're just doing it a little bit differently. And some of these people were just crushing. I'm talking about they already had, you know, at least 50 to 100 units. I'm over here like trying to find my first, you know, roommate in my house hack. It was such a great experience though, because I was able to ask a lot of questions and get answers real time versus sometimes it could take a little bit longer if I reach out to somebody, somebody else. So having a mastermind, you really just get one access to that individual that is leading the mastermind, which is a great resource. And then two, you get to continue to talk to folks along that community that can really help you grow and develop and will take the time to kind of help you out. And that is where that mastermind really set the path to my relationship with my network that I have now. And Nick, you met a lot of these people out in BPCon. Uh, last year, we went there in San Diego. And these guys from that mastermind were just completely awesome. We're friends. We like to meet up whenever we can, um, whenever it's in town. So 
it's it's been a really great opportunity to be a part of. And even then, even after the fact that I kind of moved on, because there's always comes a phase when you're in your mastermind that either two things, one, you want to continue to grow, develop within the mastermind, or your goals and the way that you're trying to do things may no longer align to the mastermind that you're in, which is totally fine. There's so many different types of masterminds out there. It's okay for you to kind of walk away, pivot and go do something different. Um, so that's one of the biggest things I'd say. I'm a huge proponent of masterminds just because of the like-minded individuals around you that are really going to hold you accountable, kind of push you through. So would you say that it's worth the money because I think that's a lot of things that holds listeners back. I know you and I kind of went through that David Green process and there was two, there was a fork in the road and it was the paid option and I bolted down the non-paid. I ran down that road as hard as I could, self-education, all that kind of stuff. Is it worth it? Because I've seen you grow a ton after those things started, which I think is super impressive. A hundred percent. I would have paid double what I was paying just for the experience, the partnerships, the knowledge and network that I got out of that. And because ultimately you're going to make the best out of that situation. Sometimes people do get fixated on the cost, but you also need to understand what is that price giving you access to? What kind of individuals are you partnering with? Because you never know. Those individuals might have helped you get that second deal, third deal. You can go ahead and partner with some of these folks as well. It really depends on what you end up doing within that mastermind that you're going to get the most value. You know, we just recently joined the, the sub two mastermind with Pace Morby and that thing is the real deal. It's masterminds on steroids. Like I'm look, I look through the program, like there's an interview process. I'm looking at the way that everything laid out. And, uh, you know, that mastermind w- wasn't cheap. However, the value and the resource that you're getting is completely worth it. Just based off everything he has already outlined through the training, through documentation alone, and how you go about acquiring your first creative deal or your first sub two deal is easily worth what I'm going to end up paying for in that mastermind. So again, you need to take a look at the value it's going to bring you and then what you're going to be able to do with that knowledge. Because if that knowledge helps you make more money or it helps you with a certain process, that mastermind is going to end up paying for itself. Yeah, 100%. And when you go back to your point, how much were you paying for that first David Green mastermind? Like maybe two to 250. And you could reach out to David Green directly? Yeah, he was available on Mondays. We can go ahead and message him on Facebook. Like I would say he was he was pretty available during that time. And the thing is too, it's there are times where I just wanted to reach out to the folks that were in that mastermind too, that were just bosses. So for me, I was like, okay, yes, I want to talk to David. However, this guy over here is doing really what, what I really want to be doing. Because again, there's different tiers, right? Like mm-hmm. David Green was like up here, I'm down here. And the guy that where I wanted to get to is somewhere around here in the middle. Like this is a guy that I really want to talk to. However, it was always great to have David Green at my disposal and ask him questions and just reach out to him. Yeah. And like that's 250 bucks a month. Now that that mastermind's probably taken off, it's way more expensive. So like one, you got it on the cheap side, right? Like you invested in Tesla before anyone else knew. And then two, you can get value out of it. I kind of want to take it back to another point that you mentioned. So you're going to get out what you put into it. Like, what do you mean by that with masterminds? So it's not only about paying the fee, being a part of the, you know, the monthly or the weekly calls, the Zoom calls. It's about taking action with the things that you're learning. In the mastermind that I was in originally with David Green, not only did we have our Monday session through Zoom, we also had a breakout pod. So it was essentially a group of five of us and we're still all fairly close. Five of us got together and talked about, hold ourselves accountable to the goals that we're going after. And the only way you're truly going to be able to to make that mastermind worthwhile is if you were setting your goals, setting your habits up and actually executing along with that and having folks hold you accountable. Because during that time when I was in that pod, I did get my my first out-of-state property. Then I got my cabin. Like those guys pushed me a lot to get where I am today. And for me, it's like, if I just want to pay the $200, be a part of the Zoom call only just to take in, at the end of the day, you have to do something with that knowledge. It requires action. 
you know, we've used the gym analogy a lot. We're like, hey, sometimes you're showing up to the gym, like you're halfway there. And you're right. It, you are, depending on what goals you're going after. However, if your goal is truly to lose weight and, you know, be healthier, you got to go for a jog. You got to lift those weights. Like you have to take some action to actually get those results. Same thing with Mastermind. I can say all I want that I'm part of the Pace Morby Mastermind team, which is freaking great to say. It ain't going to mean nothing if I'm not doing absolutely nothing with that content and those resources. Dude, so I completely agree with you. So not only does it mean nothing if you do nothing with the resources, it like really, I think it puts you in a position to not succeed when you talk about your long-term goals. And the reason I say this is if you're not able to put in effort into a mastermind and then get value out of it, you probably shouldn't sign up. If you're not going to apply that same effort you probably shouldn't invest because I could give you a house for free paid off and you'd be pissed off that you had to pay property taxes every year because you couldn't get a tenant in there because you weren't doing a good job managing it. Like nothing is just going to fall into your lap. And I would say, I, I, I would say I probably feel even more like this now than I did before kind of doing this, holding my W2, all the work that we're putting in. It's not easy, man. It's not easy. And if you can't put in the effort for something that's structured like that, like a mastermind, you're probably not going to be successful if you don't get yourself into a property. And that's why I like the mastermind idea. It's educating you, giving you all the resources so you can pull the trigger. But you still have to pull the trigger as the individual and you still have to manage your work after you're done. And a lot of people don't want to do that, which is why, unfortunately, a lot of people aren't going to be able to retire before they're 75 or 65. You have a lot of people out there too, that there's some, it can be somewhat of a stigma at times where they take pride of like, I haven't joined a mastermind and look where I am today, or I haven't taken any partners and like, I've been able to do this by myself. That's awesome. Good job. Kudos to you. Where would you be now if you did have a community around you when you first got started? Where, how far would you be if you had a partner to rely on as well too? It's great that you want to do things yourself and that's the kind of person you are. Go for it. But at the end of the day, like you talk about, right? If you want to go far you know, go ahead and partner up and, and, and build that community around you. Because ultimately at the end of the day, you're not only going to continue to grow, not only are you going to be more successful, but there's going to be to a point where you're going to want to be able to give back. you want to be able to lend a hand to others as well. Nick, you and I, are, I, I wouldn't consider us like absolute rookies right now. I wouldn't also consider us veterans. Like we're in this like unique middle part of our investment journey. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I kind of say like, we're kind of in this kind of gray area here, right? Where (laughs) we're we're not up here, but we're not down here either. However, we can go ahead and help folks that are just getting started on working the full-time jobs on how to invest and how to get their first property or how to help, you know, increase their credit score or how to become eligible for getting a loan. Dude, we're doing our part. Right. Mm-hmm. We we know that piece of the business. We've been through all that. And I think that's you know, that's the reason why we're doing this podcast to be able to help those folks that are that are looking for a different path to kind of build financial freedom and don't know where to get started. Like th- this is why we're here and this is like kind of the message that we want to share with everyone. Well, and I think I think that goes to it too, like why we're why we're in the sub too. It's like we want to pull ourselves up, but we want to bring everybody else with us if we can. I think that's kind of the motivation why we started and why we continue to do this like every single week. Yeah, man, I, I think it's something everyone should look into and it may not be an immediate thing. Like for me, I've been investing now uh, in April will be three years. In three years, I'll have joined one mastermind, right? And it's the perfect one for me. I don't really have a mentor in the the investor space, especially in real estate, but I do have several mentors in my W2 job that teach me a ton of stuff. So just make sure that you're working what feels most comfortable to you, but being willing to put in the work to, to get the value out of it at the end of the day. Hundred percent. And then what one last piece that I'll add, Nick, before we kind of sign off here is when you're looking for a mentor, when you're looking to be able to talk to somebody, you know, make sure that you're able to craft the message to where you can ask them for something, but also make sure you say, Hey, what are you working on? 
where are you going after this year? Like what kind of opportunities do you have within your business? Because those individuals are going to open up and say, hey, you know what? I'm actually struggling to find someone that knows how to underwrite right now. I'm trying to grow my company a little bit. So I'm struggling with that piece. Hey, you might have met someone within your mastermind that's been killing it and underwriting and is looking to do a side hustle. And you can go ahead and link those individuals up, right? So whenever you, you want to introduce yourself to somebody or you want someone to be your mentor, you know, make sure you're also providing value. And the way you provide value is by asking the question, hey, either what are you working on right now or what are you struggling with this in your business? You might not have the solution, but someone within your network might have the solution for them. Absolutely. All right, guys, we are your W2 Amigos. If you're looking to get a hold of us, please reach out to us on Instagram. We have a success story and one of our followers, Omar, we've already been able to chat with. Just reach out to us, guys. We're on the Instagram. I sound like a thousand years old. We're on Instagram at the W2 Amigos. Uh, also, TikTok and YouTube. Please come check us out. Also, guys, if you can, please you know share this with a friend or a family member or give us a five-star review. You know, I'm not about uh, asking for what we want. So please do that. It would be great for us. Uh, I am Nick Coulter. I am at The Five Family on Instagram and TikTok. Let me know if you're also looking for any support in your investing needs, especially in Southern California. X, what about you? Yep. You guys can find me on Instagram, Xavier Marin underscore and the TikTok as well at the same at. So appreciate you guys tuning in. And until next time. Peace. <laughs>